and welcome to episode 100 of Movies and Us. I'm TJ. I'm Marcus. And this is the reaction that reviews genre movies from the beginning sometimes. We made it to 100 episodes, Marcus. That's a factual statement, TJ. <sighs> You're not even paying attention. I am. I, just, I was like, oh, I was trying to think of something witty to say. I was like, I got nothing. Yeah. Yay, 100. Woo, yeah. yeah. Woo. 100 weeks minimum of this, TJ. Yeah, Marcus is like. That's a lot of time doing this. is two two years of some change, TJ. Yes. That's a real good way to get people into your own show by just showing how much disdain you have for it. <laughs> hold on, hold on. What? Hold on, hold on. Whoa! 100 episodes! That's two years and some change. We count our off-seasons and hiatus weeks and stuff. Like, two years of our lovely listeners with us, TJ. How amazing is that? That's... That's a that's a that's a phenomenon, honestly. Now you got uh <laughs> exactly. <service> Marcus here. <laughs> this this ingenuous this ingenuous customer service Marcus. Listen, I just woke up from a nap, so I'm kinda of grumpy, okay? <laughs> Hmm. Anyway, two years. I was I was thinking about this last night, like two fucking years of this, yeah. DJ. Yeah, not 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 counting. We started this a while back, and then I edited it what a year into it, probably give or take. So yes. <sighs> Yeah. A lot of conversations, Marcus, about movies. These people had better be happy that we're doing this for them. Not, not for them, but <laughs> Okay. They're they're ecstatic, let me tell you. Anyway. Beautiful sons of bitches. Yeah. Okay. What's up? Anyways. So what what are we what are we doing this for this hundredth episode? Well, we're not for a hundredth episode, you know, it's a milestone. So we're gonna do something a little different, something, you know, movie related, obviously. But we were we really didn't know what to cover for our 100th episode going into it. We threw a couple ideas around. And, you know, we could have done a classic or... Well, I mean, technically, this is a classic. But this is this is definitely a classic. Like, something like Casablanca, though, or something like that, or something weird out there. We threw around Avatar for a little bit. Yeah. But uh, since we've never talk, really talked about this genre and or this movie in general we decided to go with this one so we're covering a fistful of dollars today yeah 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 fistful of dollars uh, i didn't know how to do a sound effect for this yeah well that doesn't surprise me so <laughs> yeah i mean it's a classic so and we wanted to do something different for the 100th episode because there's a thousand superhero movies and we kind of covered anything that would be really fit for a hundredth episode. So, I mean, we could have done another Nick Cage movie, not superhero wise, though. Wait, what? We've been covering. I was saying we've been covering superheroes, and there's no real superhero movies we could have covered that oh. we had already covered for a hundredth episode. Kick ass, kick ass. That's a superhero movie. He's in that. Yeah, but that's not really like a milestone movie. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's sure it's a superhero movie, but it's not like, hey, this is something you know that deserves to be in that spot. If I can get what I'm saying, that's fair. Anyway, this movie was directed by Sergio Leone. It was produced by. There's a lot of Italian names in this, so yeah, good luck with that, TJ. Argo Colombo and Jagario. Puppy. It stars Clint Eastwood, Marianne Coke, Gianna Maria Valente, W. Luxi, Sigart Roop, Joe Edgar, Antonio Prieto, Pepe Calvo, Margarita Lozano, Daniel Martin, Benny Reeves, Richard Stuvzant, Bruno Caro Tanuto, Aldo Sombrelli. 
That's the main cast. <laughs> the names you got through easily were the, the basic, simple. Yeah. I like that. And then say there Clint was... Iced one? Daniel Morton. Sorry, I continue. I'm sorry. And it also starred Antonio Moreno. Uh, the worst actor in this was Nino Del Arco. Who's Nino Del Arco? The that? little brat. I love that kid, man. Enrique Santiago, Umberto Spadaro, uh, Fernando Sanchez, Pollock, Jose Rizuko, Riz, Riz, uh, and then it also starred. Louis Barbaro, Frank Grana, Antonio Malino Rojo, Lorenzo Robledo, and William R. Tompkins, and then finally Jose Canlajes, Alvaro de Luna, wow. Nazarano, Na- Natale, and Antonio Pica. I butchered a few of those, but... You did better than I could have, so I'm proud of you. <laughs> I got through most of it. Uh, this movie is weird because it was initially released in Italy, uh, September 12th, 1964. Then in March 5th, 1965 in West Germany, because that's back when the Berlin Wall was still up. God, that's weird. And then in September 27th, 1965 in Spain. It doesn't have an American release date, but we'll get to that in the behind the scenes. Uh, uh, the movie had a budget between 200000 and 225000 which leads us to... Just... The box office, guys. That's right. The 19... Box office. I said 19... Because it was like... Like TJ said, it was released multiple years throughout the world. Uh, the official box office for this movie is 1967. But I want to jump to 1964 because... That's when it first came out. And it's not placed on the box office. Let's see what it had up against, if it were. At number one that year, I don't know if this is just for inflation or not, but this movie at number one in 1964 made $102.2 million. That's a lot. Uh, can you guess what it is, TJ? It's, it's a kid's year? movie. It's a Walt Disney kid's movie musical from 1964. A 19 Disney's kid's movie in 1964. Yes. This one's a live action. It's, and second place is an animated Disney. Oh, that's not so, Disney, but another one. Actually, no, I lied. I read the second one wrong. So the, the first, first one is first one's live action. Live action. Oh. Mixed mixed with animation. Yes. Yes. All right. So yes, I'm gonna. I got two in my head. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess Mary Poppins. That is correct. All right. Mary Poppins made a hundred and two million dollars in 1964. What was the other one in your head? So I'm gonna say. Anyways. No. <laughs> Because I, I, re- I think they released it around the same time. I I, that's, say, why, yeah. that's why I leaned to Mary Poppins. I don't think so itself was anywhere near the top of the box office. I mean, it's Disney, right? I don't see yeah. why it wouldn't be. But I think they're around the same time period, but I was pretty sure it's Mary Poppins. Yes. Um, I'm looking for a song in the South on this list, TJ. Yeah, I don't know what year it is, honestly. Neither do I. And I'm not going to look that far because I don't care about this. And the second one was an animated? No, one? I thought it said Lady in the Tramp because I read it quickly. It's a musical. It's called My Fair Lady. Oh. It made $72 million. I know At, that. I know that. Yeah. And number three is a James Bond movie. Uh, let's see. 19, what was it? 1964? Yeah. Dr. No. No. Uh, then it's um, the next one. Um, oh, what is it? The f***ing one. It's based on the racist book one. <sighs> Probably. It's yeah. got a digit of the body. It's a color goldfinger uh, is it goldfinger i <laughs> yeah. didn't think it was goldfinger goldfinger came on december 22nd 1964 and it grossed 51 million dollars really goldfinger mm-hmm. oh because... okay 
At number five, I'm skipping four. Number four is the carp the carpet bagger baggers. Well, I'm just gonna go I'm I'm curious because Doctor No was the first James Bond movie, so that must have they been, must have been releasing them yearly. Well, because also on April fourth, nineteen sixty four, with Russia from Love, from Russia with Love, they twenty four point eight million. Well, because I know that's the second movie. Yeah, with, Goldfinger was third. With from Russia with Love is number two, and Doctor No was number one. In nineteen sixty three, Doctor No placed number seven. Okay, of sixteen. They, yeah, points. they they released three movies in a. Quick yeah. time span, man. It was popular. It had a lot of uh, source material. It said, screw it. Let's do it. Yeah. It's kid because it, it, in at least movie chronologically, it's not the know with Russia from Love and Goldfinger. Yeah. And then I think it was, uh, I think there was one or two more with Sean Connery, but I can't remember. Well, I'm going to 64 because this movie was also 64, right? Or 65, I'm sorry, right? 65? What? This one? Yeah, so it was 64, 65, 67. Yes. Okay, well, number 65 right now. So number one in 1965 is a very popular musical. Uh, it's made $163.2 million. It's The Sound of Music. The Sound of Music, okay. Uh-huh. And number two is Dr. Zvago. I don't know what that one is. I've heard of it, never saw it. It's a drama, made $111.7 million. And number three is another James Bond, Thunderball. Thunderball, right. Because that's the fourth one. Yes, made $16.6 million. Because Thunderball was the fourth one. And then they actually, the next one after that was Her Majesty's Secret Serpents with George Lansaby. And then the sixth one was Sean Connery again. And then before they switched over to Roger Moore. I'm surprised you to pick one of these for our hundredth. Uh, this, these are, like I said, these would have to be their own separate things. But True. True. Um, it's because it's funny because that's the movie order. Like the first James Bond books actually Casino Royale, which didn't release until like 2012 or something. No, because they made one. They made, they made like two or three of them, I think. Well, the popular one's Daniel Craig one. Then there's like a the, one that had multiple directors do it. Yeah, there's there's one in the 50s and stuff, but there's, really there count. was there isn't a, a major release movie release Casino Royale. Yeah. Okay. I know now, a lot of I know a lot about James Bond. <laughs> I we we see that we see that. Uh, we're going back down to six nineteen sixty seven where this movie is official on a, on a list of list I'm looking at. This made was a nineteen point nine total. Yes. On this list, as the year came out, it only made three point five million in nineteen sixty seven. So okay. it placed at thirty three, which isn't okay. bad. Okay. Huh. A few dollars more came also came out that year too. Did it? And the good and the bad and ugly. So America had all three. No wonder the movies did well because they had all three, I guess, at one time. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that stuff in a minute. But do you want to give like a top yeah, five yeah. So or something? A fistful of dollars came out January eighteenth. 1967 made $3.5 million. But the top five for that year, let's do number five to one. At number five was Bonnie and Clyde, made $50.7 million. I might have seen that movie, actually. You old man, you. <laughs> I mean, I knew who they are, but I never seen a movie of them or any material. I mean, it's the, you know, what Bonnie and Clyde yeah. is, though. Yeah. It's an okay movie. Yeah. It's a story I don't care about. Like, like, I cool, it's real, but I was like, yeah, I don't give a shit. AC white people. At number four, guess who's coming to dinner? Made $56.7 million. I don't know what that is. I feel it's a very popular movie I should have watched by now. That's what that, that's what that is. I but, mean, if it's not that popular, if I haven't seen it. Wow. At number three, key, okay, the top three are movies you know. Uh, can you never guess what number three is? It's, a, it's, the, uh, it's Justice for Deflation. It is the most popular movie in movie history. Justice for Deflation. 1967. Seven? It's long. Uh, people say it's like it's like AFC's AFI. 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 The best, like, number one, number two best movies of all time. 
I think it's based off a book, if I recall correctly. I uh, no idea. The drama. This year it made $64.2 million. Adjusted for inflation, golf the win. It's the most popular. Oh, movie. I never got through that book. I never will ever see. I'm not going to ever see it. I, 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 I got like halfway through that book. <laughs> you got tired of it? Uh, it's, it was just, it's just so boring. Yep. And that's like, that's most reviews of it. Like, <laughs> it's a popular movie, but it doesn't hold up. Uh, at number two, as a Disney musical, because they're always dominating the box office forever, TJ. Wait, 1967, Disney musical, live action or animated? <laughs> animated. It made $98.3 million. 1967, that was in their animal phase. Mm-hmm. Well, there is a main character who's a human, but yes, there are animals in this. A main character that's human? Oh, that changes things. That's not what I thought it was. I don't know. Not this one. It's the Jungle Book. Oh, Jungle Book. I forgot Jungle Book. Yes. And at number one. I was leaning towards either what was the last one you said it was, Lady and Tramp, or... Aristocats. I don't think Aristocats ever made that much. No, I don't think. But you never know. Interested for inflation and stuff like that. No, that's true. That's true. And like in 1967, who knows what was popular and what was exactly. Well, number one, it's a movie I don't care for. Made 104.3 million dollars. That's a lot of money. Uh, It's a movie called The Graduate. Are you trying? You know, I've I've heard that. I heard of that movie a lot. I don't think I've ever seen it though. We've talked about before. You have not seen it. It is very popular. Okay. I, I don't like movies with the same. I've said it before. It has one artist as they're uh, doing the soundtrack for it. I forget who they are. It's like, it just gets old to me. And the story is, it's it's solid. Yeah. But uh, anyway. that is the box office. Back to so, you, TJ. So there's a couple of things to talk about behind the scenes. First of all, if you noticed during the credits, I didn't name a writer. Why is that? Because it wasn't on the list. It's it, where normally what a writer is, it says Italian, and it gives me the Italian name for uh, Festival of Dollars. Really? And that's because I don't think they know who actually wrote it, because so many people have claimed to write it. Oh, yeah, I was reading that, yeah. Yeah, so there's like three different guys who said they they wrote it, so who knows what actually, what and back in that day, there wasn't like records of that crap and stuff, so. Sadly, no. So, yeah, so apparently there's up to debate who actually wrote it. Um, another thing about this movie is that critics seem to hate it. Yeah. Like, all, all the Italian critics really hate it, but they didn't really focus. They they always, they, from all the reviews, said it looks awful, has a dead soundtrack, and it's devoid of human feeling. <laughs> so they always, <laughs> like, knock the production value essentially without without taking into account of anything else so but they were entirely proved wrong because this was this best selling italian movie ever in italian at that point yeah, which i think is hilarious but you know critics lose you're wrong it's because it's critics so, so um, yeah i mean yeah. no not, nothing nothing to say but yeah so like it made like one two point one point two billion lira, which is italian currency which at the time was the highest selling movie of, in italy Ever up to that point, but then again, I don't know how many movies actually released in Italy at that point because anyone who knows anything about movie history knows that movies are an American industry. You know what I mean? No, so. it's true. But also, I'm not. I'm, I'm trying. I don't want to confuse them with the French, obviously, and like talk ill of Italy, Italian uh, filmmakings. I haven't really dived deep into it in this era. But French were renovationary, reinventing a lot of things in the in the filmscape around this time. So, and they're really artsy fartsy, and you know, 
high-end kind of shit like that. And so I would assume Italian people have taken an inspiration for that. That's why I probably shit it all over this movie because uh, this movie isn't as artsy as we like and tend to lean towards. This is all speculation, of course. So right. so with that being as popular and like, you know, yeah, as but it my, is, my, like, oh, my people point. actually have other tastes besides artsy-fartsy stuff. My point wasn't that. My point is based on why it's yeah. sold so more as the highest grossing Italian movie, essentially. It's because I don't know how many actually movies released in Italy because all movies released in America up until a certain point and worldwide releases were not a really big thing for a long time. You know what I mean? I mean, sure, they get over there eventually, but they're not like worldwide box office releases like that we have today. No, yeah, worldwide, when you go to box office mojo, they started keeping track of worldwide releases in 1977. So this is 10 years prior to that for an American right. release. So it's like, mm, yeah. So, I mean, you got to consider in the countries before, like, you know, film industry really started to take off everywhere. Everywhere else, except for, you know, where the foundation of movies were, are probably a decade or two behind. Find us? <laughs> Well, you know, not just us, anybody who was, like, in the film industry, like, you said French was big at the time, so I'm assuming France was big, but, like, Italians and stuff like that probably didn't uh, have, were, as far as technology and stuff, were a little bit behind. Ah, that's all perspective, I guess, because, like, this, like they said, and, in in, like, when you read about this, is like, this is pretty much a fan film of another movie, which was made in Japan, so it's like, and they had a big um, influence the Japanese did, so it's like, I don't think the Italians were behind, it's just like, it was just different. I mean, yeah, and... I'm not saying, like, behind this in, maybe not technologically, just, like, as far as, as as far as his movies and tastes have come, essentially. Taste. Okay, that's fair. I can say that. You know what I mean? Because I just don't think, at that time, they got as much um, diversity in films as... I mean, did America have much diversity in films in 1967, TJ? Yeah, but, no, but my point is, we have, we had the most movies. So if if we have the most movies and we're not that diversified, imagine a country that has less movies, even within that diversification. Fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get that. And then the last big thing I wanted to talk about is what you just brought up is this was based on a movie by Akira Kurosawa, a movie named Yojimbo. Yojimbo! Did you see it? It's on my list. Like most movies. It's on my list. I think most of his movies are on my list. Sadness. I haven't. I've never seen it either, and I didn't even know about all this controversy behind mm-hmm. this. So I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." He's, he's, again, he's one of those directors who's very influential. And sad to say, a lot of his stuff has been like Seven Samurai, uh, Throne of Blood, High. Like most of his movies have been um, referenced, and their their plots have been kind of stripped off, slash stolen from other directors. So mm-hmm. if you see a movie, and like if you see one of his movies. You were like, oh, that's what inspired a lot of these movies and tropes and such he did in his storytelling. Right. I mean, that's because he was in Japan. Exactly. And, and of course, filmmakers back then who would see this shit were studious film kids. Me myself, yes. So like, oh, this is really good. Let's adapt this and make it different in our way. So Yes. And those got adapted the and they got adapted. Sorry. But to be fair, though, yeah. I mean, the story is, is a classic and stuff. I don't know if I would like it in samurai form. <laughs> Uh, well, you don't like the samurai stuff. Yeah, that's my whole point. Yeah, and that's I'm not I'm not saying adapting his stuff is a bad thing. I'm just saying that's what happens. And like again, I, I wanted to always show you Seven Samurai and sh- like that, but it's like he's not gonna like it because of the samurai stuff. But I, I think he'll have appreciation for like that's where a lot of these I just, tropes come I just from. don't like the samurai philosophy. They're all about honor and yes. stuff. And if you're dishonored, then you have to kill yourself. That's stupid. I mean, it's more than that, I would assume. No, it's essentially that. 
you, that's, that's, I assume it's more to the samurai's philosophy than saying I, something like that, TJ. It's essentially what it comes down to. You have to live by a strict code. If you go disobey that code, you're either disgraced and cast out, or you have to kill yourself. See, now, like, the way you're saying it sounds like an ignorant American, describe, American describing samurai that, culture. That's I don't exactly know enough about samurai culture to defend I know it. enough about samurai culture. I watch a lot of anime. Oh, my God. That's very <laughs> offensive. Oh, my God. No, but I do know a lot about <laughs> samurai culture other than anime. I'm just saying. I, w- I would have said have every, such a every samurai f- thing that I've seen about of it is just. Have you read things about samurai culture? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I hope it's not just Hollywood stuff you've seen. Like, oh, I hate samurai stuff. Okay. I hope you've read, like actually read historical samurai. Yeah, I I know about historical like the um different eras and the different wars okay. and the different all the different garbage things. <laughs> Just they throw me. Stop it. I'm sorry. I don't Stop like it. Stop it. Like, uh, what's what's the big one that all oh, that's always gets adapted? Um, in Samurai, like Romance of the Kingdoms or something, mm-hmm. or, is, or is that that might be Chinese? That might, be, uh, whatever. That's they're just as bad. Wow. God, Jesus, TJ, tread tread lightly, man. No, it's I'm, I'm not trying to have uh, the certain uh, political group like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> I don't want them on your side now. They're my audience. <laughs> I just, I just don't find the culture appealing. I think it's stupid. <laughs> That's especially that is a like, fair viewpoint for you. Yes, like especially, especially when you know they can't accept that times are moving on. How many stories do you see about samurais coming up and and they're switching over to guns and stuff, and they still insist on using their swords to fight a machine gun, and then they get slaughtered? I mean, how many times? It's stupid. Their codes are stupid. That or just the storytelling's bad. And not just samurai codes, just codes in general like that of codes of honor that, that don't leave any interpretation for any gray areas, and you have to follow that code, like religion, for instance. <laughs> continue, continue digging your hole. <laughs> so, just also here, listen. <laughs> all those codes of honor and you know, faith, facts of faith and belief that based on nothing but fear or i uh, outdated ideas are just garbage i respect your viewpoint <laughs> i don't care if you do or not it's my opinion yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever <laughs> so i i pretty much everything you're saying i probably agree with anyway all that long-winded talk is to say that kurosawa sued the <laughs> yes, yes, because this was an unofficial. They didn't have the blessing from the studio nor him to properly do this kind of remake of his movie. Right, so they sued him. I don't know if they would have lost this suit though. If it would have, I didn't read that part. What, who, they, who won? Who lost? They settled out of court. Okay. Um, Leona essentially initially ignored the lawsuit. <laughs> of course, it's such but a good he, thing to do. And then he settled out of court, reportedly. For fifteen percent of the worldwide receipts of of his full dollars, which ended up being over a hundred thousand dollars, that's not bad. Yeah. So, but you think I don't know? I don't know if because here's the thing: the story. Maybe if if the story and the um if they stole the story wholeheartedly, the characters and all. But the thing is, you can't copyright or trademark an idea. I don't know what the rules were back in 1960s. Well, then, well, that's even more in the 60s because uh, copyright and trademark law back then were even looser. Well, is that America stuff or is that 
Like, like well, remember, this is all foreign. That's that's um, that's true too. But and Toho is very like particular with Godzilla yeah, and shit like but that. And, like, he's they didn't. It's not like um, Leone filmed this movie in Japan. He filmed it in Italian. If he's getting sued for, by Japan, he's like, I just won't go to Japan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know enough about the laws of that era. And like, locations. there's a, there, each. Obviously, each country has different um, copy copyright laws and stuff. But like in China, they don't allow a lot of like video games and stuff in China from America because of their cultural sensitivities and stuff like that. So what they do is they downright just steal a steal a game and pretty much copy it and change like the characters and stuff and make a clone of it. Yeah. But what are you going to do? That's a whole <laughs> that's in China. We're America. You can't really do anything about it. True, true. So that's what I mean. And these, this is not like they're in the same country suing over the same copyright laws and stuff like that. And like I said, you can't, you can't um, copyright an idea because if you copyright an idea, then no one will ever be able to make anything. That's also factual. I so, guess this movie was very close to. Yeah, like I don't, like I said, I've never seen New Jimbo. No, exactly. I'm assuming though that all the characters were changed. Oh, probably. I would assume so, but again, like. But like if in unless Yojimbo is exactly structured exactly like this was, like beginning to end. Which I doubt. Like to the point where it's like a shot for shot or even not even doesn't need to be shot for shot, but like like enough of it that you can't distinguish the two movies apart other than guns and swords. Yeah. Then you can say like, that's just that you're just stealing my copyright work. But even then though, he's in exactly. Italian he's in Italy, he's in Japan, so you know, it it all depends. Yes. Maybe he didn't want to bother with it. Maybe he didn't want more negative press. Well, yeah, I mean that's so that's multiple that's reasons possible. why. Yeah. Or I mean it's obviously he liked his movies. Maybe it was yeah. just like, nah, maybe I'm being a dick about this. Yeah. You well know? even even Akira said he's like this is a fine movie, it's not mine, but it's a fine movie. But it was a well, studio no, what that's... he what he said is he said, um, Leone made a fine movie, but it's my movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, and that's yeah. fair. I can see why a director or anyone would be like, this is my art, especially when it comes to art. Like, this is my art. I at least want some credit for this thing. Right. So, I understand. But yeah. Uh, anything else we'll talk about? And just, just, yeah. I'm not defending Leone in any way in this. I'm just telling you what the facts of the law are. Of the America law of 2020 something, yes. Yeah. Like how copyright laws didn't know this. I don't approve of people stealing work. How do you feel about AI? So people are all um, up in arms about that. Like, there's both sides. Like, it's fine. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Yeah. I don't always... Like, there's some people that deserve to get stolen from. Wow. Like, Nintendo. Wow. <laughs> okay, you dig your hole again, do you? Okay, what's your dead hole so digging here? here? Nintendo closes all their storefronts. Mm-hmm. There are some games that are only digital... It, they'd be able to buy digitally. Yes. There is no physical way to buy that digital game anymore. Yes. You're not giving a person any way to play that game anymore. You're not selling it in a way, shape, or form. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? You're going to steal it because what else are you going to leave them do? Or not Screw play you. It. No. It, no. The game has been released already. The game has already yeah, been released. It was re- like, okay, like you said, well, if you were alive at the time, you could have just gotten it you could have gotten it. Yeah, what happens if you were it? Well, sucks to suck. Yeah, no. The game should be able. That's what preservation's for. That's why these things should be all preserved. This is why things like that. There's some companies that deserve to be stolen from. I and you know, and you know, another reason why some companies deserve to be stolen from because they don't pay any freaking taxes. You're paying them with your taxes. So TJ's viewpoint is that it's okay to steal sometimes. 
Sometimes. Okay. Um, Sometimes it's okay to pirate something. Are you okay today, TJ? You seem like you're on some some kind of mood today. No, I'm just angry today. Everything just pisses me off today. (laughs) Anyways, we're talking about spaghetti westerns over here. (laughs) What, you don't want to do any more preamble? Uh, is, is there another preamble? Oh, this movie. There's a lot of well, dialogue on set was hard because all of them spoke different languages. So this movie sound looks like it has ADR because it is ADR. It is. Um, there was not recorded audio when they built this movie. It was rich. It's very rare for a talkie movie. They had to record all the voiceovers afterwards, which is fascinating right. to me. But I think it helps just give this movie more of a character than this movie already has. Like, I've seen a lot of the reviews of this movie saying, you know, no, they didn't focus on the satirical, you know, content and this stuff like that. And I never took it as satirical. No. Did you? I thought we saw this as, like, a love letter. Like, this is, like, a foreign love letter to, uh, like I said, Yojimbo or, and, like, Kyrgyzstaka's work and American Westerns. Like, oh, they just like cinema and stuff. So, like, they're just making their own. I never once saw this as satirical. Maybe clever and witty for how the characters act, but never satirical. Yeah. Satirical humor and groundbreaking style. It's groundbreaking style. Sure. Well, like, okay, what's the, definition of, what's the definition of satirical, though? Like, are we misinterpreting that? Are there multiple definitions for satirical that we don't know about? Um, satirical humor would be... It's just satire, right? Yeah, it's just... it's. Yeah, it's exactly what this it is. It's just satire. Yeah, so this isn't satire at all, right? Unless I'm missing something. Um, I guess it's because of they think it's goofy. You know what I mean? Is it though? I didn't see it. That's why I'm breaking it <laughs> yeah, up. No, no. It's just like it's like I said, it's a love letter of a film. Like if, if I it seemed like a spaghetti western to me, and people were like, "This is like this is not what your typical. It's a satiric satire." That humor was satirical. It's like, where is this? Where maybe, is this? I guess maybe just in the style it's made. Like, I guess, well, at that point, because maybe because it's on the nose and inspired by other films, I guess you at that point you call Tarantino's film satirical because it's on the nose inspired by shit. I don't know. Where's my phone at? Like, um, the, now that you bring up that up, there is something else that I did want to bring up behind the scenes. Where is it? <laughs> satirical, containing or using satire. Yeah, okay, that's the only definition I can see. So, yeah, I don't know how this yeah. could be confused for satire. And it's a humor. This movie isn't, like, I didn't find it funny. <laughs> no, I mean, there's things in it that the character, like, Clint Eastwood yeah, saying do, but it's not like... Isn't that, isn't that in, like, every Western, though? No, some Westerns take themselves way too fucking seriously. Well, I mean, the, Most the dramatic take ones. Too but, like, like, a basic Western would have this kind of humor in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, maybe it could be an Italian thing. Maybe like Italy back then, who made their movies were more just somber and shit like that. Like, oh. All right, so anyway, there was apparently they um the movie obviously had a small budget, so they couldn't afford like a major actor, but they had considered other actors. There's like a list of other actors they wanted before they settled on Eastwood. Yes. In- including Henry Fonda, Charles Bronson, Henry Silva, Roy- Rory Calhoun, Tony Roussel, Steve Reeves, Ty Harden, and James Coburn. So that's a who's that's a who's who. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, wow. Of actors they consider this, but they couldn't afford a lot of them, and so they went to Eastwood. But um, George, where where is it? Harrison, Harrison. Uh oh, and then it was also Richard Harrison was also one the was offered the role, but turned it down. And he later stated his greatest contribu- contribution to cinema was not doing a fistful of dollars and recommending Clint Eastwood for the part. Okay, speaking of Clint Eastwood, I'm glad I forgot how good I forgot how good he is. And he's got like the almost Christopher 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 Reeves yeah, Christopher Reeves kind of vibes and like commanding the screen in this movie and the presence. And yeah, yeah, I guess with that. Are we ready to dive in? Yeah, closing all my tabs I don't need and 
There's only one tab left, so let's do this, TJ. Uh, I do own DVD of this. Were there trailers for this? There was no trailers. Thank Christ. I mean, oh, no, but were there any pamphlets? And uh, what is the DVD or is it like the box set? No, it's a DVD, separate on its own DVD. Wait, what? It's a separate on its own DVD. So do you have three DVDs? Yes. Huh, okay. Yeah, and like... It's got the classic pamphlet in it that tells me, like, the different numbers of the scenes and stuff. Yeah, the scene breakdown, chapter breakdown. I missed that. And, like, it's got a cast list and stuff, but that's it. Simple. I mean, it was also one of those um, double discs. Yeah. One side is full screen, one side's widescreen. What'd you watch it on? Full screen. Oh, that hurts my heart. I knew you were saying it. It hurts my heart. There's very few things that have strong stances on, and that's, I'm, I'm going to add that to my list. There's like two things that have strong stances on, and that's one superfluous thing I, I can add to my stance of shit. What, widescreen? Yes. Watch it on widescreen. Because wow. full screen, you're just losing video. This is like, well, it's, it's just bastardizing your viewing experience. Like, what the f-? It's like watching a thing that's meant for a big screen to be on, when you're watching it on, f- on your phone. It's like, so this is why I don't have, okay, that's the, wow, I'm a purist when it comes to this shit. Wow, I didn't know this. I mean, I've always liked this stuff, but like, that's why I don't have like Netflix or Disney Plus or Hulu on my phone because I don't want to watch stuff like that on my phone. The smallest I'll do is my laptop. Well, even that's too small for me to watch stuff on. It's like it's just you're just it's supposed to be an experience, it's supposed to enjoy it, it's supposed to like dive into it. Some people can get an experience is much easier than you do. Apparently. No, no, no. You're still like no, no, no. You're not. <laughs> Cause I had no problem. Oh, you know. Oh, because you're not really enjoying it. I'm really not enjoying it. I know you're enjoying honestly, it, fuck. I, honestly, I, who am I to tell you how to enjoy honest, it? I get it. Honestly, the widescreen is more distracting oh, to me with the stupid two oh, bars on the top of oh, it. Oh, my heart. Oh, TJ, my heart, my son. Those two bars oh. always distract <laughs> the hell out of me. You're killing me. Like, I feel like a fruit critic who's telling you how to properly eat a sandwich. It doesn't matter. Do what you want. But it's like... Man. Like yeah, no, that's that is no thanks. I'm good. I'm also the same get, guy who's like, you I don't, don't have I, to watch shit in 4K. You can watch it in 1080 for like care, but just watch it in the right dimensions, man. I can watch thing in 480p. I'm fine. That's fine. Just watch it in the right dimension. That's all I ask for. I can't yes. because it's. A, I don't need to see the very edge of the screen uh, of what's happening over here. I don't need to see that guy in the background stop. doing nothing. Yes, you do. <laughs> If they made nope. the, they painted the picture for you to view. They want you to view uh, the whole thing. Don't crop out the edges. I don't need. I don't need to see that oh. stuff. If I need to see that stuff, it'd be front and center. Stop it! Stop it! It's not important to the story. Oh, man, but it's a visual storytelling medium. They want you to. They did it for a reason. Did they know? Yes, nine times out. Almost eight times out of ten. Yes. Yes. Seven times, maybe all time. Eight times all time. That hurts. That hurts, TJ. So you watch it full screen. Yeah, of course I watch it full screen. Oh, that's to gross. be fair though. That's disgusting. To be fair though, I couldn't tell. I can never figure out when it's those double discs which side switch. It says it right in the middle circle. Middle yeah, no, it says it. But do I put it in downside up. or face upside? And which what does that mean? If it's on this side, does that mean the downside is the opposite side that reads, or is it the opposite? Oh, so you overthink it. Okay, so I'm like. I can't. I don't ever know which side switch, so I just put it in, and whatever side happened to be in there is the one I'm watching. Wow, you are a complicated man. I've always and it always worked for me to put it face up. Like it's like I think that side's the side that would have like the picture on it. So you put that side face up, so it's reading the other side because that makes sense to me. Oh, okay. But the end of I know now. I never ever thought it like that. Like I get where you're coming from. But watch it on widescreen for now on TJ. And it, no, now it's. No. 
what's even worse is, so I'm I play it on my PlayStation Five. While the PlayStation Five is vertical, not horizontal. Yeah, and it's the only like DVD Blu-ray player thing that I've ever come across where the disc has to be put in the opposite direction in order to read. Why? It's like because I guess it's the only way they can fit the disc drive into the system itself. Sounds pretty flawed to me. So, so the normal way you would put in a disc and any other thing, no, it's the reverse side you put it in to get it in there for it to read. So now you got two more layers with the vertical and then the opposite put inside of it. So now I'm double confused. That sounds overly complicated. So it's like whatever side it is is whatever side it is. Okay, that's fair. That just sounds overly like that sounds like a flaw on PlayStation's Sony's part. Like, come on, guys, why, why do that? It is what it is. Um, but like, I'm not against watching them widescreen. I'll get used to it after a while. It's just I don't care. <laughs> you have no idea how much that hurts me. Uh, I forgot I'm how much just... I cared about this kind of shit, GJ. Like, yeah, I, I apparently you cared about it more than I you even thought because. No. God, um, because I could give a rat's ass, and that's oh god, that makes me so sad. Because I know a lot of people are like that. I know a lot of people are like that, and that's why the like the the the, the theater industry like isn't dying, but it's like always on the decline because more people just don't give a f- about being in public with other people and dealing with that shit. And it's just like I'll watch it on my phone. Like I get I get the sentiment, I get it, but it's like the theater is an experience. Go enjoy it. It's nice. It's beautiful. And people I, are, hate the, I hate the theater. I and I know, and it hurts me to hear that because I like you. I've always wanted to own a theater because I love them so much. But it's like it's not a viable thing to like, buy because it's gonna die soon. It's like this hurts. Like I don't understand why why you want to sit in a room with a bunch of strangers watching a movie. It just never made sense to me. It's just, it's, a, it's a communal feeling. It's fun. But I think also I was more pro it before I was not old before cell phones became a thing because now people are just so ignorant. They have the phones and just the. Br- I don't mind. Well, we're, we're doing this thing. We're doing tangents today, huh, TJ? <laughs> <laughs> it's our hundredth episode. I guess, yeah. Like, I don't mind texting in a the theater. Go for it. Don't call, don't talk on the phone. Just don't be an asshole. If, if you're gonna text in a the theater, turn your brightness down. Like, I, I'm not gonna. Like, I, I I agree with you with that. I turn my phone off when I go. To yeah, the but if you really need a text. Brightness low. Not bright so the people in the back can see it. Because then I'm going to throw popcorn on you or dip your phone in a goddamn soda and make a scene. Because like, that's just, like, I, so ignorant. I do understand, you know, the like, it can be an experience when people are cheering at the big moments and, like, gasping at the in certain moments. I get the that experience that that can be a thing that enhances it. But being around the, that many people is just nothing. <laughs> No, and I and see now what's sad about this. As much as I strongly agree with my stance of like go to the theater, I 100% agree with you. Like, I have not gone to the theater, TJ, since probably Endgame. Or, yeah, that's been what, how many years for us now? Because just people suck. It's like, like, I'll, I, when I ha- do go to a movie theater, I'll wait until it's an off day. Yes. And like reserve seats when it, reserve seats that's away from everybody else just yes. so I don't have to. Yeah. That's, that's like, I, if I'm in a movie theater by myself, Oh, that's, that's the best. Yeah, I'll be there all fine. day. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to be there with a bunch of other people. No. I'm sorry, I don't like it. Like I'll bring my friends and family for sure, but like the strangers, because again, they're just unknown variables who ruin experience. It's like I don't know, but I like I still want to go to the theater more often than I do. <sighs> but I don't know. It's 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 an ex- it's a lot of work to go to a movie theater now. You think so? Yeah, because you got to buy the tickets. You we got to you know. 
sit through the freaking, depending on what time you get there, sit through the showers and stuff like that. Yeah. Then you're sitting there for three hours dealing with everybody because no movie's under three hours these days. That too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think they and, mainline and the, the ticket buying part. So the ticket buying part doesn't bother me. But concession stands are long. Trying to navigate, especially if you go opening night, which I'll never do again because that's terrible. But navigating through people to get to your seat. Hopefully they don't take your seat, especially when you prepay for a seat. Uh, and then what? And then what? One you do, yeah. And then you have to count the seats because it's not uh, ever labeled properly. No. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I know I'm pointing out we're pointing out a lot of negatives. I'm so <laughs> saying go to the theater, guys. And then you, when the movie's done, half your day's gone, and it's nighttime outside. Yes, and it's like. Yes. But I'd like that. I like going into the theater when it's day out and leaving when it's night out. Like, ah, that was something, wasn't it? Especially if the movie was worth it. If the movie wasn't worth it. Like, man, that was some bullshit. But then you have to sit in a seat and pray to God there's like nothing nastiness going on because I'm a German folk. Like, Marcus, just don't think about it. Sit down and just enjoy the movie. <laughs> Eat your yeah, food. Who, who knows who's been in that seat <laughs> yes. and what they're. You know, some savage was in there before you did. They don't wipe the seats down. They don't have time to do that. No. Um, yeah. But ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to own a theater. Like, if I ever won a lottery, I would easily make my own theater for the public to go to. But it's not a viable thing to have. Cause I mean, why don't you just buy a theater for yourself? I don't, I, like, when I, when I see people with home theaters in their homes, I'm like, that's a waste of space. <laughs> much- no, like... Like if like if you had the money, just buy a, a actual movie theater for yourself. Again, I feel like it's a waste of money because I need like I feel it's gotta make. It doesn't have to make a huge profit, but it's gotta make something so I keep it standing. And I feel it's a lot of money to have a theater. Maybe it's not. That's why I look into. I don't it. know. I mean, probably because of like it's still another building and like electric and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. But technically, all you really need is a giant screen and a movie projector, and you have a movie no, film theater. I have one. Of my, I have a projector and a screen in my backyard for those specific reasons. I will watch a movie out back because I don't like coming to the public. Well, there, I mean, there you go. Yeah, you just yeah. need four walls, and you have your own movie theater. <laughs> I know. It's just. Uh, it's just it's going to a theater is great. It, it can be great. It's just the people suck sometimes. It's also different nowadays yes. yes like going to the movies like there's just so much things trying to buy up your time yes. these days whereas back when we were kids and we were kids at different points of time but both generations of when we were both kids going to the movies was an event you know because yeah. there was nothing else to do and that's yeah, exactly like now we're so oversaturated with content where it's movies or shows or whatever like if you miss a movie not a big deal because it's going to be either and as it could be available to watch on screen yeah it'll be you, you'll have it in two months yes. so it's like whereas back then like either you saw it or you didn't you gotta wait and like, yeah you wait for a vhs if you're exactly lucky. and pray to god no one spoiled it for you in those few months yeah 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 yeah, so like I get, I, I get you. I'm not disillusioned why the theater is like becoming less of a thing for people. It just hurts to see. It hurts. That's, that's all. That's that's why you're the movie guy. I know. <laughs> that's why this is why my my stance on things have gotten like less extreme because I, I understand the things I like are dying and they're pretentious too. Getting old. You like are very pretentious. Yeah. Hey, you pick the movie, TJ. I feel it's like a very. I didn't, I, I didn't say this movie was pretentious at all. I feel it's a pretentious pick in a sense of like our viewers are now accustomed to comic book movies and my weird picks and your picks were alien movies. So they they, they see a spaghetti western like like what the f-? this is nothing we have probably expect for a hundredth episode. No, but you know what? This is genre movies. Sometimes uh, I agree. It's why my <laughs> picks are usually weirdly drama bullshit. You know, <laughs> not good movies. 
But anyway, and we needed something good to continue the trend <laughs> of good movies we've been watching. Um, yeah, this is good. Sure. No, we did. We did. What was the last movie we saw? Last week was Future's Past that you bitched about most of the movie and, and then ended up giving it an eight. I remember because I'm not disillusioned. It's not a. It's not a bad movie. It's like there's just things I just we're driving with but subjectively like you say like it's a good movie it fixed a lot of things and before that was amazing spider-man 2 yes yeah yeah we'll get to the review <laughs> i tried about 15 minutes ago and then you stopped me yeah i went to my tangent about movie theaters and shit <laughs> we haven't had tangents in a while i feel huh? yeah i'll bring it back for the 100th episode i'll tell you this the movie i forgot how much movie of this movie is like just people shooting at each other yeah well let's just go let's go into it yeah. real quick because I'll tell you exactly what's wrong with this movie. <laughs> what's that, DJ? Right from the opening. The five-minute credit scene. The opening is too freaking long. <laughs> I was watching. I was like, oh, yeah, old movies. They don't know how to make things short. Yeah. The, this movie is really enthralling and really engaging when they're not dragging a scene out for <laughs> 15 minutes. Because when they're, <laughs> when they're dragging a scene out... You feel every minute of this movie. Yes. Because you, you can, this movie feels long at points. I know it's only an hour 39. I wasn't expecting, okay, easy. But like you just said, like, oh, this scene is going on forever. Why are we doing this? There were some moments like, in the movie I had to skip like 10 seconds ahead just to hurry that scene up. Like, there is, like, the movie starts with just a, a, it's like a red background and, like, silhouettes and stuff. And then the the music hits. And I, I love Western, like, the cowboy Western oh. soundtracks and stuff. They're, it's The yeah. soundtrack is so good. But, like, three and a half minutes in, I'm tuning out and I'm like, what's, we're still going here. Why is this still going? That's see, like I, I'm so divided because that's either a testament to how bad our our attention spans have become of current media consumption, or like, but it's also no. my other side of my film snarky. Like I like when they hold onto shots. I like shit like this. But also, yeah. But the problem thoughts. is the, the the opening is nothing but names. Yes. Nothing is happening. So it's just like. Okay, this is the music. The soundtrack is cool, but it's like oh, there's only so much of this. And then another part, I'm gonna skip ahead to like oh, towards the end of the movie, where the um, Rojasers are killing the bakers, and they ju- for five minutes they're just yes. keep people running out of the house, getting shot, uh-huh. getting close up to faces, and they just keep doing it over and over and over again. It's like, oh my god, I get it. They're all murdered. <laughs> Even the first like big murder scene where they like do the whole like uh, reveal and start gunning down people, like, uh huh, uh huh, got it, get it. We heard the scene up, so yeah. So a man with no name, or is his name Joe? I don't know. They do they call him Joe in this guy? No, I think in every movie they call him something different. Well, the um, have official name, I forget what it the is. coffin make your coffin maker calls him Joe. I know that because the audio is kind of bad, and I couldn't understand some of the words, so I needed subtitles. That was another question I had for you while we're talking about the okay, another tangent. So, do you use subtitles or no subtitles usually? I usually. Do subtitles, but recently I've been finding them intrusive. Oh, really? What do you mean by that? I don't know why. Like on the screen, it just seems to be taken away from what I'm doing on there for some reason. I don't know. All of a sudden, the change because all before I used to have subtitles on no matter what I did. Yeah. But ne- for some reason, in the last couple months, some and sometimes subtitles just bother me, so I haven't been using them. Oh. Huh. Is it have it's, has the uh, lettering and the, the font has changed? And, and it's gotta it's gotta be something to do with the letter in comparison with some of the things that I'm doing. Yeah, because 
I don't know what it is, but it's just been bothering me. But this movie, I could literally not understand what some of the people were saying. Yeah. So I was like, all right, subtitles on. <laughs> fascinating. Because usually I don't do something. They don't bother me subtitles, but I try not to use them because I don't need them. But okay, that's fascinating. Fascinating. But um, No, I'll, I'll put subtitles on. Just yeah. read along as they're talking. See, I think they should, they, like if I have them on, I have to read them. I cannot really avoid them. Yeah, but they, it, it's different. Like, from, like, it doesn't take away from, I'm still watching the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because cause I understand the language. Yes. Like, it's different when I have to read a sub of a foreign language. Because then I'm really reading the words. Oh, so and when you watch an anime, and it's obviously foreign, do you watch it dubbed or subbed? Oh, we only covered dub. Oh, ouch. I do sub. You, you, you monsters. No, no. I, I will not cover a sub anime because I will not watch... The anime. I would be too busy reading the sub. So, do you focus too much on the words and not on? Yeah, I focus on too much what they're saying. Okay, okay. Because, like, and especially if an anime is got other things going on. Say, if someone's speaking in Japanese, and they're so I have to read what they're saying, and then on the top of the screen, they're like giving me notes yes. on say yeah. we're playing like some kind of Japanese game, and they're explaining that. Like, I watched a sub. Um, anime shonen on um what's it called the tile game that they play in japan oh okay yeah i don't remember what it's called off the top of my head but i watched it it's it was like a Yu-Gi-Oh world where yeah. everyone in the world plays yes. that game <laughs> and like this tournaments and stuff it was actually really good uh-huh. but i have no idea how to play that game no. because i never had a chance to read any of the rules because i had to read all the dialogue because all the rules are going up over here and the dialogue's down here and it's like i'm not going back to read the rules i don't care enough about the rules for me to have to go that there i guess i'll just let them tell me oh that's yeah they won because of that okay i don't know what that is but okay or sometimes when a show will like have like it's going to commercial comes back from a commercial i'll have like a slide that shows you the rules of something like yeah 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 and it never gave enough time uh, to read the whole thing. Like I can't read all that. And- Another bad thing of about it is when two people are talking at the same time and there's two dialogues yeah. subs are going at the same time. I'm like, one's in the background, one's in the foreground. I'm like, which one am I supposed to be reading? Yes. Okay. That's so right. like, like that. I it, but like when it's in English, like I'm not r- really reading the subtitles because I know what they're saying. Like I'll glance down when I don't understand what's happening. I uh, see. I'm different. And like when it comes to like anime, I can read the subtitles and watch a show at the same time. Be fine. When it comes to English American movies like this, if I was watching this and well, not this is America. Let's say I was watching Star Wars and had subtitles on, I'd be more focused on the subtitles than the movie because A, I saw the movie, and then B, I was just like, I wonder how they interpreted it and write this down in the subtitle form. So that's why you usually don't look at it. Now I use subtitles as a guide for when I can't hear things. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give you this though. Currently, like I feel like the studios have really been messing with the dialogue and audio thing. It's kind of forced me to use subtitles more. I don't like it because I don't want to use them. I kind of have to because the the dialogue is so low while the music is so loud. Some sometimes the mixing and some of the stuff oh, is not good. It irks me. Like guys, it's not a hard fix. How do we how do we get here? <laughs> It's just one of those episodes. It really is. Oh, you're talking about the dialogue and the guy with no name. The man with no name is Joe, you said, right? Yes. Okay. Well, at least that's what they say in this movie. But at least the the coffin maker does. Yes. And it, he's even credited it as um, Clint Eastwood as Joe. 
the man with no name. Because each movie Although, is which is which is, a contra- which is which is a contradictory if it's named Joe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know each movie's got a different name. Like this one's got Joe. All the ones got Manco, Manco. No one's got Blondie. So yeah, I, he does have an official name. I forget what it is. I don't know. Um, you know what was also interesting about this movie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I didn't even get to the premise, but <laughs> but I have seen this movie before, uh-huh. but I did not remember the plot at all. Same. Like I remembered the overall plot, mm-hmm. but I was like, I was engaged with the movie because it was like, okay, <laughs> I don't remember what's going to happen. So what's happening? And I'm usually really good. My memory is usually really good. Yeah. And I like, so like when certain things come up, but not this one, I was completely like, it was like watching it for the first time. Awesome. Honestly. Uh, when I saw this, when I first saw this, I watched all three of them in like a three days, like one day. I did that too. Yes. And everything I remember about these trilogies was all in this movie. So apparently, I don't remember the second one or third one. I remember the third one's more of a Civil War pre I get that one. But the second one, I don't recall what happens. But I know they get better and better as the movies go on. So I'm, I kind of want to see the next one now. But this is really I was going to I was gonna wait and bring this up. Do you want to just cover the other two? I was going to ask you, like, are we going to do that for episode 200 to 300? But, like, that's too far. I don't want to wait that long. Yeah, well, do you want to just take the next two weeks and cover the rest of the series? Um, We could do it after we're done this because we only have what two episodes left this year i can't get that the way we have guardians and then oh, we got three more episodes this year yeah, how about every other week that. how about we next we do guardians then we do this that's fair yeah we can do it that let's way every week. yeah that's not every other week because i do want to watch the other ones <laughs> because this one really got me into it and i really wanted to like because i didn't remember the movie and i don't remember the other two either and i kind of want to i remember they get better in my opinion if i at, at the time i thought they got better but who knows but these are good movies they're fun movies they're very yeah them. yes Anyway, so the premise. <laughs> so we got a man with no name. We're just going to go with that. Comes into a town that is pretty much overrun by two gangs. And that's odd because he was, I guess, only one person can be in charge of a city. I don't know. <laughs> they made a big point of that. Yeah. Anyway, so there's two opposing gangs. And the man with no name, Clint Eastwood, is playing both sides. That's essentially the premise. Yeah. And so we go into the first act. And it's just him establishing both sides, playing both sides, so forth and so forth. We're learning about the characters. The Rojas are the actual bad guys because the Baxters are just, they kind of suck, honestly. <laughs> they they fail everything they do. Mm-hmm. And then when the Rojas go to kill them later, they're just like wiped out without even a fight. It's like, how are you right? Like the opposite gang? And I guess because they were another gang and I guess the town didn't want to stand up to anybody. So. Well, the Rojas could have done that at any time, apparently. I'm guessing, like, maybe Illusion or just there are gangs so and maybe the Rajas didn't, like, think they were that weak. If they didn't think that were, they killed them with four people. <laughs> I don't know, TJ. I don't know. They they literally didn't even bring their whole gang. <laughs> oh, man. And the, and the Baxters just, like, were, like, their house got blown up and was set on fire. And then two by two, they walked out to get shot. Uh-huh. Two by two. They didn't, like, try to shoot through the windows or anything. Some of them didn't even have guns. It's like, what are you doing? You guys suck. That was another hard thing for me to do while I watch this movie. Like, I have it like this. The 60s, Marcus. We've seen a lot of good content since then. So this is the 60s. I remember that. But actually, I was, like, in the 60s mindset. So when, the, um, what was his name, Ramon, yeah. killed the Baxters, um, the wife of the Baxters, I was like, oh, that's big deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, like that was a big deal for sure. So I was like, dude, he just killed that uh-huh. woman. That's, like, a, in a Western in 1964? That's that's evil. Uh-huh. So It was just the acting and the stuff performances. I had to keep reminding myself, like, it's cheesy, but it's good. But, yeah, so he comes in. He plays both sides. 
we learned that r- the Rahas are evil because they've kidnapped a woman, taking them from, from her family. And yeah, <laughs> the first act is essentially that yeah. him playing both sides. We learned there's a um, I don't know who was meeting like the military. What do you mean? There was the two the the two military that the Rahas killed. The spa- I think it was that wasn't Spanish and Americans, but it was they were wearing blue and gray, yes. which made me think Union and which I want to say maybe because like I said, the third one is Civil War. And it's a prequel to this. So maybe we had so, soldiers. Maybe maybe it is Civil War. I guess it could be Union and um, Confederacy yeah. meeting. Where's this take place at? Is it Mexico or is it in Texas and shit like that? Like, I think it's in Texas because he says that he, the Mexican army is on one side and the American army is on the other so side. So it could be something like that. It could have been unions and you know, or just Mexican. I don't know. I'm sure. Research for the review, TJ. Yeah, well, I didn't think about the, oh, having to go into that. Anyway, the Rahas kill both sides and steal their gold. Yes, that. So, like, there's a bunch of different plots going on, and then the second act is essentially him playing both sides, him, um, what's the word? Like, like he's setting up events for happen. Like, he steals two of the bodies to trick both sides to come in there, and then one of the guys kidnaps, kidnaps he accidentally kidnaps the girl. Yes. <laughs> So that he can still play both sides and stuff like that. And it all culminates with the um, him saving the girl and having her her and her um, family leave town. Which he should have just said, go hide for like two weeks and then I'll come murder everybody. Because, but anyway. So like, she's like a main part of the story. And then she's gone halfway through. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah, so like, okay, she was this big part. But I guess that drives Ramon to go like super crazy. Mm-hmm. Because... He goes crazy and kills like we already harped on the Baxter thing. Sorry, it's a Mexican village of San Miguel on the border of the United States. Sorry. Okay. Not important, but I don't know. But, like, so, yeah, like, he goes crazy after she's gone, and then, of course, because this is a movie plot, Clint Eastwood's got to have his, like, failure moment. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever, Whatever that is. So he gets caught, essentially. He gets tortured, like to the point where he can't walk. I was actually surprised by that. I always love seeing the like the the main character, essentially the hero, just get beaten down like that. I mean, and still you trying. Can't ha- you can't have a hero story without the moment where they fail. Yes, and to the point you know where I they mean? can't walk. Like I, I enjoy seeing that because nowadays I feel like it happens, but like the hero can just like bounce back and get hit by a car or something like that. Yeah, like, but the problem I had with it is that the torture scene that they showed yeah. didn't really feel like anything. Like. They were stomping on his hand and stuff, and he wasn't really reacting. Uh, okay. That's you fair. know what I yeah, mean? That's fair. So it's kind of like, I guess it doesn't hurt that much, well, does it? probably like, like, you know, 60s. Yeah, I know. It was probably production value yeah. and stuff like that. I get it. It just it just didn't seem like he was, like, he. they punched him a few times. They burned him with a cigarette. It's like, ooh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, so after that, he hides in a cave. Or <laughs> it's like it's like an uh, example of Jesus' resurrection, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Jesus gets beaten at a stake and you know and dies. Yeah, he got beaten to death. I guess we're born coming out the cave. No, second coming. That's not how that works. I, I, I don't. I don't know what the Bible is, teacher. It's like a recipe. Whatever. Like a recipe book, right? Yes, it's a recipe book. And then um, he also has a friend in town that bar owner or something which you would think eh, i guess not they one guys have alcohol so i don't know i mean i don't know it just seems weird the town structure what do you mean like why they don't like there's no commerce or anything i mean the gang members are in control yeah i understand that but in every other gang 
thing that we've ever seen. The bars were still running, and you know the general store is still running and stuff like that. I think the town's still running. It's just not. The whole bar was closed down. He's <laughs> like, look, this roulette table that I have. Don't use it anymore because all people care about is murdering each other here. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just a weird dynamic. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He comes back and he murders everybody. Yeah. The day is saved. And we end on like an anticlimactic note. He Like he saves the day and he's like, okay, I'm done here. I'll see you later. Yeah. It's like. And he just rides out of town. I mean, it's a Western. That's how the end was like. <laughs> he rides out of town while the beat up, his beat up old friend bartender yeah. is like, okay. Bye. Yeah, the, I'm gonna go back to my bar now. While the coffin makers in the background measuring the bodies. And aren't the isn't the military coming soon too? Like the military is like coming through yeah. town, but like they that's why they didn't want like too much trouble happening. Yes. But how do you explain all this? Like, yeah, some guy. Well, it doesn't matter now anymore. I guess they're all dead. The military is gonna be suspicious, like all these dead bodies, though, right? Good or bad? Well, but... no. The bartender is gonna give them back their gold and say this is what happened and everything's handled maybe i'm thinking too much of it like modern day like i just feel like they're gonna be cool with that like, look i'm not even pretty sure texas is a part of the united states to this point no, it's a small city in mexico oh it, yeah so it's <laughs> what's, what's the military gonna do true i guess true 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 yeah but yeah 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 and that was a fistful of dollars yeah simple story no it's classic simple story uh-huh. thank you uh Oh, uh, Kira, uh, Kira Kurosawa. Yes, thank you, Kira Kurosawa. For another classic literature that's been sold to death. Again, but. sure, he, all of his stuff is stolen stuff, but what's his stuff based off of? Uh, no one asked, DJ. Exactly. <laughs> he probably got his stuff from literature and stuff like that, too. So it's like. You can say he stole it, but he's probably stolen it from somewhere because there's no original stories. All the stories have been told at some core level. What's it, DJ? How'd you feel about the movie? Everyone's everyone's influenced by everything. No, what? Very true. How'd you feel about the movie? I like the movie. That's yeah, very well. I was enthralled for the most part, yeah. except for the, the part where it explains. <laughs> and even then, like the, like those questionable bad quote unquote bad parts, they're not like atrocious or anything. Because the movie's so short, I was like. You don't have time to like really like care about that kind of shit. Beautifully shot. Love the soundtrack to this movie. Except that there's a long, long, there's that annoying little kid in it. Like, oh yeah, I hated that kid. Every time he was on the screen, I was like, oh my god, he's the most annoying thing. <laughs> he's in the just world. crying and whining, Mama. It's like, yeah. shut up, kid. Like, I will seriously, give you to the gang members. Wait, he's yeah. and he's old enough to know <laughs> that there's danger around and shit. And it's like, just shoot the stupid kid. Oh. I don't give a crap. It's like one of those kids in a video game where you can't shoot, but it's just so annoying. It's like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, oh my god, just just die. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Fistful of Dollars, everybody. Uh, what would you give this movie? Like, ready? What would you rate this movie? You go first. Oh, damn it, TJ. He always made me go first. So you think you're just... No, you. I went first last time. Did you? Yeah, because I gave Things of Future Pass a seven. Oh, you're right. And, when then, and then you gave it a four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> okay, fair. Whatever. Fair. Um, I think this is hard. I'm trying to go. I'm not trying to go at a 2023 short extension pan, short extension pan, short attention span matter. Uh, this movie. What do I give this movie? Oh, I, I give it an eight. I'm giving this an eight out of ten. It's a very that's solid. Where I was at. Yeah, right. It's a solid movie. Like, just not much to complain about. Yeah, that's where I was at. I mean, the few problems I have wasn't a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I was at an eight. Exactly. So yeah, and especially for the time. Like, this is a great. If I think if I if I if I saw this in 1964, 67. 
I would have been in the theater every day. Like, I got come on, guys, I got to show you this movie. I would have been that guy. It's just super obnoxious about it. Well, that's how this movie got. Um, yeah, made do was got popular through grassroots of it exactly. all. Exactly. Oh man, can't do that. Gosh. I wonder how many movies are nowadays are being like just contents being made. It's like could be this level of goodness, but just is getting drowned by out by all the other content. I don't know. There's not like there's no originality left in movies, honestly. Yeah, but I think it's all about how you execute things. Like, yeah, something doesn't have to be the most original, but as long as like executed visually and like just storytelling wise, fine, it can still be well re- well uh, received. I didn't say it couldn't be well received. There, superhero movies are always well re- well most of them are usually well received. So oh, I'm saying those are the big thing. I'm saying like the smaller movies that are produced yeah, comedy I mean, fall to the wayside and just will never see like. Like the praise they should be seeing. I don't know. That's all. That's, all, that's what I'm curious about. We're never gonna know, I, honestly. But I mean, I just well, everyone's so focused on the next trend or the next you know thing. No one just takes a story and lets it play it out. Well, it's Hollywood in general. Hollywood's always been like that. I, mean, yeah, I, I also like, thought at the same time, I think they do let stories play it out. Like, they'll pick a story up and, like, they'll bleed the shit out of it for a TV show or something, where it could have been a movie. Like, this doesn't have to be eight hours. It could have been two hours, hour and a half. Yeah, but then you, how much of it has been changed? How much of it has been studio interfered with? How much of it is, was cut? You know what I that's mean? From, that's that's, yeah, ever, that's, 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 I mean. that's ever since like day one of making a movie, though. Not necessarily. From I'm the, from your mind to the screenplay to the screenplay to no, the video, well, like obviously, to the but video, like to the editing room to the final product. Sure. With all the sure. notes and changes, everything has seen so many. I'm not talking about, so I'm not talking about the. I'm not talking about the editing process. Yeah. Like the editing process is from the creator's point of view. I'm just talking about how much of it from who's ever heard. Like, given a finished script, how much of that is that script taken apart? You know what I mean? And how many movies are being made with a script not even done? That, I think, I think the first part of a script being changed constantly, it's always going to happen. And then not being done, it happens occasionally. We've, read a, we've done a couple of these reviews where, you know, they were just filming these movies without a script being done. Yeah. You should not be telling a story if you don't know how it's going to end. I 100% end. agree. But it happens. Like, I think it happens less now, but. I'm a. I'm a writer, so, like, the most common thing I tell people is you don't have to have everything planned out. You don't even have to have most things planned out, but you should at least know where you're starting, where you're going, and where you're ending. And everything in between, you could just make up as you go. I can agree with that. And I just never see that. Like it's like a lot of the times, there's like it's there's not a well constructed movie from beginning to end. It's always all over the place. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think if we start like I don't feel that. I think when we start reviewing things like the way we do and just start nitpicking things and tearing things apart, then yeah, everything's gonna fall apart on itself. But I think when you watch when you first watch a movie, you can like get the experience of it hour and a half two hour movie it's, it should be able to use to hold up well enough and i'm not saying that they're all bad movies because of that i'm just saying it's just like we don't ever see a, a movie just from beginning to end as it's intended to be because i don't of, think we ever have that that's my thing i don't think that's true like it's just i i, I agree with you like i do believe like if i had a script right now i would just get sent into hollywood they're gonna send it back with a lot of notes like change this change that change this change that because audiences won't like this we're trying to get the audiences or we want to like and I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. But I also think that's always been like not always as maybe not as, as severe as it is now, but it's always been a thing for sure. Like oh, I had a script. Not necessarily, because how did they know what an audience wanted at those times and periods and things? Always, it's always been studios with their studios' ideas. Like, okay, this one worked. Try to kind of marry the same thing. Like, 
I read your scripts. I've had someone read your script. They didn't care well, you're about saying never. Thing. You're saying never in movies. That's never happened. Well, when movies first started, it well, had to have first happened. I'm saying like once the studios became a thing, which has now been forever. Yeah, well, maybe we shouldn't have studios. How about that? I mean, you can always try to be independent and do your thing. I'm not saying I'm pro-studio. I'm just saying like as as long as we've been alive, we've never seen a proper, like what you what you want to see. As long as we've been alive, and because with movies we consumed, I don't think we've ever seen a movie as much as the original director, slash writer has attended whoever wrote that screenplay has attended it since the first draft to be this way i don't think we've ever seen that i think we have like like what give me like what i know damn well it hasn't been star wars i don't maybe not we have never seen because i don't watch movies yeah. but i'm sure there has been a movie i don't think so i mean a, a movie I'm in sure, a sense that's made it to I'm hollywood sure, or like an about, independent how, film how, 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 how like how about something i'm sure clerks or something like that is from beginning to end okay i'll give you probably is, clerks once kevin smith Okay, here's my story. I'm gonna make this. He did it himself. He did it himself. He didn't have to go through the studios. So yeah. I'm just saying there's that's what I'm talking about. There's not many there's a lot of like even with Captain America um Winter Soldier, we love that movie. Yeah. But that movie was all over the place. Yeah. So that's like that's all I'm saying. It's just there there's very few movies these days that are from beginning to end, like where they're going. They can be tightened up. They can be, you know what I mean? I can't agree. Well, no, it's like, like, like Mad Max for your road. Simple movie. Point A to point B. Back to point A. Simple. Never saw it. It's a good f-ing movie. Studio movie. He had a hard time getting it made because of issues, but like, it's like, it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Just drive the cars to here to here and then back to there. Simple. Well, you're just proving my point. What? That those movies don't exist or that they exist or like, what do you mean? That they do exist. No, but like, but it was through the studio too so it's like the studio has definitely put their notes in probably he's had re-edited that movie probably multiple times a draft so it's like let's say they can't make good movies that was never my thing but there you can always see the mess in there that's what i'm saying i don't think the mess is that bad in most movies no and i'm not saying it is i'm just i don't even remember what the original point was Neither why i don't know how we got honestly. i don't know how you got all of this <laughs> I don't remember, <laughs> but honestly. Well, I do. I, I, um, just, I, I will always. I think I could argue that most movies. I can't say most. I say a lot of movies, not the big ones that like, are like Oscar worthy, but like you know, let's say a hundred movies are made a year and are released in the theaters. I think at least forty to fifty percent, fifty of those, those hundred movies are like highly made. Okay. I don't. I don't remember what my point was in the beginning, so yeah. I can't even argue. I mean, oh, you got on this. You're talking about being a writer. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember what I was arguing, but I so. Doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, yeah. I think we're yeah, done. I think we, I've reached. We reached the end of this podcast. <laughs> I think we were done like twenty minutes ago, but <laughs> I think so.